0: Perajita, I like that. I mean, as as a radio disc jockey, I mean, I would love to talk about that over a song intro because you'd come out and you'd say <laughs> you'd you'd go like 9 nine twenty five in the morning. And here is that new song from Perajita. <laughs> do, do you ever hopefully, think? Of, hopefully, one
1: day. Do you ever think hopefully of, of things like that?
0: Because I mean, I mean, radio people are radio people, and, and and part of the salesmanship of music is how we present it to listeners. That is, yeah, that
1: is really cool.
0: When, when you step forward with your creative abilities through music, what was that like? Because there are so many people that are hidden away in their bedrooms or in the front seat of their car singing, doing the best they can do, and yet you're going, I'm going to be on NBC's The Voice.
1: Yeah, it's insane. I think that was me at one point, too. You know, I think I was one of those people who dreamed of doing something. I was always singing absolutely everywhere, and I wanted to – I always saw myself you know, being on stage and and in front of an audience. And like you were saying, the way that you kind of hear, you know, the way that you're going to sing a song, I mean, the way that you're going to say someone's name or say a song on the radio, I'm thinking about every time I'm listening to a song, I'm like, all right, I'm envisioning myself singing it on stage. I am you know, performing it as if I'm performing in front of millions. That I feel like that was my form of like manifestation or like my way of affirming that I that was going to be my reality someday. Just as you were speaking to me through a radio station.
0: And, and and you've got to be centered in a way of that where you've got to believe in that art because right now you are in in the middle of so many creative people that are that are that are always willing to give you information that you can grow forward with and stuff like that. How yeah. how do you find focus in all of that? Because what a what a gift to be in that moment. You know
1: that is a very good question because there's a lot of things that you know I can learn and I still need to learn as a singer whether it's something technical whether it's something about performing or you know what i mean and i feel like those are things that i'm slowly taking in but i don't want it to take away from what i am doing as a singer like you know sometimes my vocal coach she'll tell me that if i'm too technically in my head then i won't allow i'm more of like a heart singer i will like i sing emotionally and from and that's when my best performances kind of come out is when I'm truly singing from the heart. I'm not thinking about technically what I'm doing. I just kind of let everything come out the way that it, you know, and wants to. And I feel like when I do think about it too, technically, I just kind of lose some of that craft. So it's been a, it's been a really, you know, interesting journey of being able to learn from everyone and everything that I'm witnessing, whether it's production and You know, watching how the mics are working and how monitors work and whatnot, or even just, you know, John telling me how to sing a certain part or, you know, what to back off on or what to do. I I really feel like I'm soaking all of it in.
0: Oh, my God, I would love to see you in concert in the way when you're talking about the, you know, how microphones are and how speakers are and stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm a performer on, on 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 stages, and it's one of those things where you just sit there and it's got to be right. And, and so when you put that kind of attention into the stage performance, because you're thinking about the receiver, and, and that receiver has got to be in right. that moment that you're in. Right, right, right,
1: right.
0: And, and so where where do you think that comes from for you to pay attention to the equipment that brings you to the people? Because I mean, you you have my attention because I'm a producer. So you you really grabbed my attention when you said that. Um, so you said a question again about the equipment you said? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you're, you're you're talking about delivering it, you know, and paying attention to the things that are on the stage with you, and and that really inspires me because it shows me that you're more than just the singer. You 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 are you're you're thinking about the entire performance and and the things that take the sound to the people.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I grew up watching live music. My father owned a entertainment when he first you know immigrated to the United States. One of his first things he ever did was he started an entertainment company and um, he took advantage of the fact that he knew a lot of famous singers and musicians and bands from Nepal and he would bring them to the United States and tour them throughout the United States. He's been through all 50 states. And then sometimes, you know, he would have a show in Baltimore, or in Maryland, somewhere in Maryland, and it would be our home show. And... Um, would always let me you know I was always there watching my dad work all the equipment and watching them perform and sometimes they'd let me open up for them as I got older they let me open up for them and then you know they'd always come stay at our house when they were singing so I just grew up around these performers and bands and live music that I think I grew appreciation to performing and kind of feeding into the audience the way that I was you know what I mean? What I was soaking in from like the age of four to like nine is something that I feel like I take into consideration when I'm performing because live music is so, so important, you know, and performing on stage is, is still considered live performing. I mean, it's, it's not a, a recording in a studio. It's whatever I'm doing on that stage is being, you know, air to the people. And that's just such a, so, so something so beautiful about that. And, I think I am really taking consideration about what the people are listening to while I'm while I'm performing. But
0: yeah. you're, you're so right about that because, I mean, yeah, you can go into a studio and you can, you know, re-record, punch, edit, do this, do this in the studio. But right. what, But once you take it to that live stage, until you experience the atmosphere of now, that because that's what I love about listening to live music is that, you know, you, you yeah. listen to it because they were in the moment. Now they're inviting you into the moment.
1: Yep, yep. And I feel like I think... Throughout my life the reason why I continue to do music and perform is because I love connecting to people. Whether it's like with my friends, romantically with my, my family, I just love to get like a deeper understanding of why you know of people. I I think I've always lived not I don't say live for other people, but I just like something about performing so that the people around me are enjoying themselves or performing so that they can understand what I'm feeling. It's always just been about emotions and connecting to other people when it comes to singing and performing for me.
0: So when you're on that live stage, creative person to, to a creative person, what do you feel when you see somebody off in the corner with their arms crossed? I feel like it's like, let go guy, let go. Come on, just get into it.
1: It doesn't, doesn't really bother me. I don't really think much when I'm on stage. So those kind of things don't really cross my mind. I feel like I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm living pretty much in the moment of things. I'm noticing the people who are engaged rather than the ones who are not mm-hmm. and letting them appreciate, you know, I know that not everyone's going to like what I'm singing or they're not going to love the song that I picked. And if, you know, they're not up and dancing, then, you know, it's not, I don't think I take it too harshly upon myself. Um, but yeah, I think I, th- one of the things they said to my blind is that like, I made a lot of eye contact with some of the coaches and, and the audience. And I think that's just something I, I naturally do. It's not something I'm making an effort to, you know, look at the people so that they, yep. you know, feel like I'm connecting with them. I just like, I don't know how to sing if I'm not. If someone's like, like in musical theater, they tell you to look at the back of the room, you know what I mean? So that it looks like you're looking at everyone. And I've, I was never able to do that. Like I, I feel like I was, I was breaking a, a wall when I was doing theater because I was, ended up like looking at people or talking at people, um, it just naturally feels like I'm disconnected from them when I'm not engaging, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I totally agree with that because when when we're playing music and stuff like that, I sometimes I feel guilty that, that there are certain people that I'll look at. It's, it's only because I'm watching their emotions, and I feel like it's like I, I I'm I'm not you know stalking you or anything like that. It's just that I'm I'm looking at you while this is going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly. Yeah.
0: So I, what I love about your music is the fact that your sister led you to R&B, and, but yet you you mm-hmm. you love the blues. And, and to me, that's like, you're still inside the soul. Bo- both styles of music are about the right. soul.
1: And I think it, it stems from, my, my father's really into like classic rock. And mm-hmm. and that kind of bled into a lot of like, you know, um, blues genres that AI kind of went out of my way to figure out about. Um, it started with like the powerhouse female singers like aretha franklin etta james mm. and i it, it, it was difficult because i first you know when you listen to a really good song and you're like god i wish i could sing that or god i wish i wrote that or god i wish i could could have produced that or thought of that and it was so much of that at a, a young age it was kind of like like hard on myself about you know and i was and now i look about it i laugh at myself and i was seven years old you know trying to write or sing like etta james or aretha franklin and that is just you know not possible let alone at that age or you know even right now and i feel like what i started to learn is that i can take things learn things from the music i'm listening to and figure out what it is about the songs that i'm enjoying and try to implement that in the things that i'm i'm doing so i feel like when people say like oh these are my influences it really you know that that really is a true thing. Like, I feel like the music that I listen to from a young age is really a heavy influence on what I do. I mean, Aretha and Etta are all about storytelling. The music that they're singing are all about heartbreak or, you know, someone cheating on you. It's like, it's the classic things that people sing about now, but really stripped down into, like, 12 Bar Blues and and a, a true story that, you know what I mean? It's so heartfelt. And I feel like that was kind of the something that I really, really carried on with me for a while. I think most of blues is, is, is storytelling, and I, I really think that was what I enjoyed about listening to it at that age. What? And then my sister started introducing me into the newer kind of R&B, Beyonce, Alicia Keys, mm. and it was just as heartfelt, but a little bit more modernized. I was like, whoa, you know, these are the type of influences I like, but... It sounds more like something that I can do and I can sing, and it, it it put me into perspective of wow, I can also I can I can create something like this type
0: of thing. Well, that to me, you know, the the thing about music is is that it's continuation. It it constantly grows, and that's what I love about talking with different musicians and stuff like that that have been doing it for 25, 50 years. Is that they'll sit there and say, no, the song is never done. We just continue to grow with it.
1: Right right
0: and 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 that and i mean look, let me look at what you've done with how deep is your love on nbc's the voice i mean you're 17 i was 17 when that came out with the Bee Gees, and and so it's, <laughs> like, it's like oh my god what a connection because you put a spin on it that i would have never known and it's like oh my god i have fallen back in love with this song
1: yeah i think um i always knew that song i mean it's the song that i would be surprised if i didn't know that song but i was a little worried you know um especially because the Maryland's are like a country pop duo and, and I knew that they wouldn't, there's, is a, there are a lot of versions of how do you picture love that are very R and B and stripped down mm-hmm. acoustic, like, you know, very many, like a lot of rhythmic changes and jazzy harmonies. And I knew that that's not something that we could like compromise to Cause it's very much, you know, far, far out of um, their genre, and I just thought about it, I was like, I can stylistically sing it the way that I need to, even if the instrumental or, or whatever the, tre- the, the, you know, the background music is going to sound like, I can still stylistically sing it the way that, you know, I want to sing it, that feels most represented to me without overshadowing, you know, the, the Maryland's. And it was really, really cool to see that pan out, having, you know, because the music didn't change that much, it was, it was pretty um, close close to the original but still being able to see myself make those changes, it, w- it was really cool. It was really cool.
0: I, I love the way you speak because I, I, I would love to see you inside a studio recording music because it, you're you're not going to be the one that's going to be in the other room just with a microphone. You're going to be in there with the engineer saying, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. You have a vision and you're not afraid of sharing that.
1: I Yes. that is uh, You make me feel very seen because that is very true. I... Once I hear a song, it, it is instant in my mind. I already know how it's going to be planned out. I don't know what kind of instruments I want within it. Um, that's why I'm like so excited about this experience. Is because I think I've always had this kind of thoughts with music, like the way that I'm going to sing it, or the other instruments, or the uh, arrangement is going to sound like. But it was a matter of learning that vocabulary and learning the right words to be able to communicate because if I can't communicate what's going on in my head then can you know it doesn't really make sense that I it doesn't that information doesn't really have much of value which is why I feel like I'm learning so much from the show and from the people around me at the show and um which is why like you know I, I mean I, I am a senior in high school and colleges can still be an option for me and music school just sounds so so exciting you know eventually it doesn't have to be right now or the next year but music school just sounds so cool because I want to be able to learn the way that I can communicate what's going on in my mind and why am I thinking the way I'm thinking and I, I feel like I have a pretty good ear for music and as soon as I'm able to translate what's going on yep, in yep, the yep. ear I think it, I'm I'm set.
0: <laughs> You're so right about that translation and stuff like that because of the, you know, I'm in the communications business and, and if you, if you aren't speaking the street or sharing the stories of, of reality and stuff like that, then you have no, right. you have no connection. And, and that's the thing about it. It is all about the connection. It's content. It's subject matter. It's emotions.
1: Yep. Yep. And if like communicating the way that you want the song, not just in a technical sense, but Communicating the emotion. I like the, that you said emotion because that is also equally as important within the music, too.
0: So when you're with someone like John Legend, f- first of all, the, the thing is, if John Legend were sitting here together, I bet you the three of us would be just three creative people. There wouldn't be any fame involved or anything like that. It would just be three creative people just having a conversation. He seems to be that type of guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I said it before, but as soon as you meet him and you, you just know that he has this, like, in, in intelligent presence to him you know like he he's just ready you meet him like oh you know he knows things like he just is a man who knows things and you just know it as soon as you meet him and he is so genuine about about what he's saying and the reason why I picked him when I knew I was going to pick him going into it but the reason what validated my, my choice you know to pick John is that when he described me as a musician he was just so spot on I felt so seen. And I think that's one of my favorite things is when people can tell me, oh, this is the way, why you do things. Or I like that you do this and that you present yourself as a musician this way, because it's like, it just, I don't know. It, I love, and, and you know, he pointed out some of the choices I made and, and explained why I made those choices in a sense where, like, those are the reasons why I made them. And that, the fact that you could see that, even the smallest ones, it just I was like absolutely he's the coach for me I
0: I, I gotta tell you who you remind me of and and I, and I've had several conversations with Carlos Santana you you remind me so much of Carlos Santana I mean really in, in the way that you speak of music and the connection with people and the passion and the I mean you 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 I, I feel like I'm talking with Carlos Santana oh my God. That's so kind. I mean, I mean, it's it's you know, and he is the shaman of music, and and it's one of those things where I mean, you you have that vibration about you.
1: That's really really kind. Thank you
0: one one of the things that that I wanted to make sure that I shared with you is that I hope you don't lose the faith and, and, and the spirit of the local stages, because as big as you're going to be, I, I just think that you're going to be that performer. That's going to step into that little coffee shop and say, can I just sing a song today? And, and, and people are going to be amazed by your energy.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. And that is something that, you know, the coaches had shared that I think you don't really know the way that you are until people tell you the way that you are, you know what I mean? And, they kept saying like my presence and my aura. And I think that's something that I learned from the show is that everything that I was telling you about wanting to connect and wanting to, you know, engage in the audience, it shows, uh, you know, and and that is, was just something that I learned from watching myself perform and, and hearing what the coaches had to say about me and you saying all that, like it really, really does reassure to me that what I'm intending on doing is is working and that really means a lot it really does
0: i can't wait to talk to you a billion times more in the future i really can't you you got to come back to this show anytime
1: i would love to thank you so much
0: well you be brilliant today and enjoy these conversations with everybody around the planet okay
1: of course thank you so much this is a wonderful and you ask really really intricate questions i I really really enjoyed this
0: it's it's about sharing the story or someone's going to write it for you and you're sharing the story thank you thank you so much
1: Of course. Have a great day.